Welcome to Vibrant Beginnings Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Thomas. This week, I am interviewing Dr. Donnie Beth Davis, who is a third-generation chiropractor, married to her high school sweetheart and mother to four kids, three who are still with her and one who ran away to heaven in 2019. She loves to help others, especially women and mothers, who want to live to their full potential. She aims to share the message that women are strong, especially as it relates to childbirth and refrain culture perspective on what the birth experience looks like from an early age. It's through that mission that she wrote a children's book, Lily Learns About Strength, to help young girls see the strength of growing and having a baby as Lily watches her mom give birth to her baby brother. She is also a certified doctor through the Schaefer Protocol, where she loves to help couples and support them as they prepare for growing radiantly healthy babies. With that, I give you this week's episode with Dr. Donnie Beth Davis. Oh, okay. So tell me a little bit about your births. You've had four births. Do I understand that correctly? So I actually, I had three births and one that we adopted. So I feel like I can speak on the journey of becoming a mother on a variety of different um, aspects or ways that that could happen. Our oldest, we had, while I was in chiropractic school um, at a hospital with a group midwife, then our second, we adopted through foster care, um, which that was a whole nother type of labor, very long (laughs) process, but so worth it. Um, and then our two girls, we had at home with a midwife. So had, a like I said, a variety of different experiences. Yeah. What changed your, or what was the process for going from more hospital birth to more midwife? Was there like a turning point that you're like, I want to do this instead, or what was kind of the thought process on that one? So a lot of it was just building up that confidence in myself. Um, I, looking back, I wish I would have done all of my, uh, births at the hospital or at home because it's just such a different experience that the hospital can't replicate, but I didn't know that at the time. And I knew that I wanted to be natural and holistic in my approach, but I didn't have the confidence in myself to feel comfortable at home. Um, my husband actually pushed for us to do a home birth at, with our first and which I, I I see that not that often. I usually see where dads like, uh, feel safer at the hospital. So that's, that can be a tricky dynamic. Um, he was quickly got on board with what I wanted. Um, and we were able to find a group of midwives who were in a similar mindset to us. Um, and, I did not have a bad hospital experience. Thankfully, um, I actually only ended up laboring about three hours or so at the hospital um, before he was born, and we left, you know, around that within that twenty-four hour window. So we didn't have to be there for very long, and um, you know, there really wasn't anything that stood out to me that I didn't love, or you know, anything like that. So it was it was a good experience, but. Um, I actually took Dr. Jeannie Ohm's Webster certification seminar when he was a little bit over a year old, maybe two. It was early on in practice, shortly after, you know, he was still young before we had any more kids yet. 
And there was some stuff that she shared that really gave me the confidence that my body knows what it needs to do and trusting that, um, that, you know, I just felt a lot more at ease and a lot more comfortable and then doing research and realizing that there's a lot of aspects where home birth is a lot safer. Actually, um, I was able to put aside any reservations that I had. That's so awesome to hear. Cause that's something that like what I've learned in some of the same classes that I've taken that I'm sure you have as well with chiropractic mm-hmm. and just prenatal and all those different things. I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then you can get the first baby. You're like, maybe uh, <laughs> I'm not ready yet. So I can totally yeah. understand and feel what you're feeling with that. Like, yes, I can totally get it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of chiropractic friends that were the same way that like first baby with hospital. Cause they're like, we just don't know what we don't know. And then I'm mm-hmm. going like, to, we got this, we can totally do this. So that's really cool. Yeah. Like your, your growth with it and everything. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, and the thing that I tell people is that you, you've got to be where you're most comfortable. And if for whatever reason that is the hospital, then that's where you should be. If it's home, that's where you should be. Or, you know, is there a birth center or something like that? That's kind of the in between or whatever, you know, it's just, you gotta, that's unique to each person. For sure. No, I can, I can totally understand that because hospitals just in general make me feel uneasy. So I can't, I can understand yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do any prep work for any of the pregnancies, like exercise more or any of those types of things? Um, I mean, I, you know, constantly I'm trying to be on a health journey as a healthcare provider. And, you know, there was things that I was learning in chiropractic school that I was implementing into my life. Um, but our kiddos came to us essentially by surprise, except for <laughs> one that we adopted. <laughs> um, so in, in one in particular, we were, you know, trying to actually be more like taking a lot of precautions we thought, um, but nothing's a hundred percent. So I, uh, you know, didn't necessarily have that window of opportunity where I was like, okay, I think next year we're going to get pregnant and this is what I want to do to get ready. It was more so, um, if I did start thinking that way, I would actually end up being due around the time that if I was making the plans that we were, um, I would have thought like, oh, that would be a good time to get pregnant. So I didn't know what I know now with the Schaefer protocol. Um, So, you know, definitely would have maybe incorporated some of that, but also there's pieces of it that I was doing without knowing, you know, that that's what it was. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Did you notice any challenges or differences coming from, you know, one baby to bringing home second baby or any of those type of challenges with the family dynamic? Um, I mean, it was, it's a lot. We had all four of our kids in five years, so they were really close in age. Um, and I would say with each of our kids, even with our first, um, you know, the first, well, with our first. I guess would be the only exception to this, but as far as the siblings getting used to each other, it took about a two week window of time of them to understand. And again, they were pretty little, but um, whoever was the youngest, you know, took a couple weeks to warm up to the idea of another baby and 
um, that this baby's sticking around, you know, things like that. Um, so that I just, I, that seemed for our family to be kind of consistent. And that was like, okay, like a two week getting to know the baby kind of a thing. And then, um, you know, around six weeks is where I started to feel like, okay, we've got a rhythm again. Um, we're finding our new normal and life. I feel like I can, you know, emerge a little bit back into life. Now I didn't take as much time, um, as I probably should have and wish I would have with, um, just postpartum and rest and recovery and things like that. Um, again, as you, as you know, more, you do different and I would probably do some things differently, but for me and my personality, there was just something that felt good about getting back into routine as well. Um, so I don't think it, it really was that big of a detriment, but looking back, I'm like, oh, a little bit more time snuggling my babies would have been nice too. But I also really tried to be intentional to hold them um, and remember that time. Cause I, right before we had our first, I had someone tell me who had a, like a one-year-old or two-year-old and he was like, I don't even remember holding my, him when he was a baby, you know, holding my child when they were a baby, it just is such a blur. And I was like, I don't want that. I want to be, I want to remember this. And, um, so I just, I'm thankful that I had the intention that way. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit about how the, uh, postpartum recovery phase was for us. Yeah, totally understandable. And I, um, I think the best way to say some of that is just living in the moment though, too, you know, sometimes yes. we're so absorbed into our phones. I, I, I kind of equated mm -hmm. that thinking of that and we don't always like, I think of that too, when I'm like traveling and I'm like taking all these photos and videos and I'm like, maybe I should step back a second, stop taking a couple of photos and just like be an exist and see and do mm -hmm. all the things, <laughs> smell yeah. all the smells and <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine yeah. being with a new little one would be like the same right. way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, and that was something that I was super thankful with breastfeeding. Um, so our first we had in September, so he was just a couple months old as we got into the holidays and, you know, being around family and stuff. And I was like, you know, at least I know I'm getting him back when he's ready to eat and I will have that time that is just me and him and um, things like that. And, you know, often when feedings would then lead into a nap and, you know, just taking the opportunity to just hold and do like a contact nap with baby is just it's really precious and something I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to do that. That's awesome. But when we found out we were pregnant with our fourth, I was pretty overwhelmed. And like I said, we weren't quite planning for that yet. And having, you know, the kiddos so close in age and our second was having some health challenges and stuff. It, it did feel like a lot. And, you know, I think that's something that can be hard for moms to express, you know, cause you have so much joy and excitement, but also like this, how am I going to do this? And, um, you know, just it, it is hard, but I think being able to find other your people that can support you, 
I got to the point where I kind of stopped telling people even that I was pregnant unless they also had a big family themselves because people <laughs> who <laughs> only had like one or two kids or they were really spread out or could like sense the overwhelm, they'd be like, what are you going to do? And then I'd be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> it would just like, you know, start me back into that cycle of feeling overwhelmed versus people yeah. who also have big families or been down that road, they could genuinely celebrate with me and maybe offer some encouragement or advice or things like that. And so I think just getting, recognizing who are your key support people and having them, you know, in your corner um, and things like that can be really, really helpful. Yeah, no, that's such a, that's such a great way to look at it and key advice in general. I know going through chiropractic school, that was like the biggest question patients, like when we got to like the end of it was like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? And I'm like, can we slow down a little bit? Like, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I'd like be like, well, I'd like to find a man first. And they're like, oh, well, you don't need that, honey. And I'm like, oh my gosh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always like that entertaining where you're like, okay, everyone has their perception of things, but like sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to you know, not always uh, project some of that onto other people. <laughs> right, right. Yes, for sure. So I've seen some like beautiful families, like patients' wives that we've got one family that's got four kids and it's just like so cool to see. Cause you, yeah, like you said, you don't no- normally see that as much like the four kiddo families and they just mm-hmm. work so well together. You know, the older one mm-hmm. helps out the younger one and it's just so amazing to see how they just all work together and have a system yeah. and everything, everything works out. Like it might seem like overwhelm, yeah. of course, in the beginning, but the end result is just like really beautiful to see coming yeah. from a two sibling household. <laughs> yes. Well, and even I wrestled with, you know, going from one to two, cause you, you love this child so much and you're like, am I going to take something away from, from this one? And when it's only, you know, only been one to focus on and um, my husband's grandma actually was super helpful for me when, you know, we were getting ready and preparing for bringing in another child to our family. And she grew up as an only child. And she's like, what you are giving to your oldest to you are giving to him is way more than anything that he's losing, you know, with having a sibling. So that was just, it really helped to shift that perspective. And um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of value and, and beauty. And even, um, I, when I was pregnant with my fourth, then that same grandma or the grandpa of that grandma, their, her husband was in the process of passing away and seeing all of their kids, their adult kids come together just was really beautiful. And like a, a window into what is in our future and that, you know, having each other in those different seasons of life. Yeah. That's so awesome. And I appreciate you mentioning that because that's something that I see on some of these different like women's groups that I am in that they're like, I have one baby and I'm pregnant now. Like, how am I going to have enough love to give to the second baby? Mm -hmm. So I love that perspective and outlook on it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice? Like you had mentioned that there were some things that you would change if you were to do some of this again, if you were to have another baby, mm-hmm. um, hypothetically, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what would you change? Like what, what might you do differently? You had kind of mentioned maybe spending some extra time with them after baby comes into the world. Yep. Yep. I think definitely doing, you know, every aspect of the protocol. You said there's some things that I, 
was doing without knowing it, but just really being intentional in um, the preparation and having, you know, my husband doing that along with me, um, you know, would definitely be part of the planning process. And then um, in the, during the pregnancy, preparing for postpartum or with freezer meals, um, you know, just, I don't know. I mean, because we did have a lot of support, but maybe defining it a little bit more um, and and maybe just extending it for a longer period of time would probably be some of the big things. And I, prior to having kids was like always on the go. And my husband would say, I'm probably still that way, but it did slow <laughs> me down a lot. And I remember with our fourth where I'm like, I didn't leave the house for a whole week. And I think prior to having kids that would have like been torture, but it felt so good. So I think I, I did learn in the process. Um, also having my oldest in chiropractic school, I was on a mission to complete school and I got back right back to classes right away and things like that. Um, so, you know, it's just so tricky being in that situation, but I, I could have taken a break. I could have taken a pause um, and gotten, you know, taken maybe a trimester off and it would have delayed things three or four months or so, but in the whole picture of it, that, that might've been better. Um, so I don't know, but then also I'm like, and now that he's older, maybe I'm going to take some time as my delayed maternity leave and <laughs> be with him. Although he doesn't really want to be with me that much right now at this season that he's a teenager, but yeah, um, yeah I think just planning and preparing for more time of rest um, would be one of the biggest things. I think that's a good one. Rest is an awesome thing to add to any habit, <laughs> any yes, season of life. For sure. If you don't mind me asking, um, how far along were you in the chiropractic cr- program when you had your first? So um, I, I'm not sure what school you went to. I was at Palmer. So it was yeah. a 10 semester program. Okay. I was literally at the halfway mark when I found out I was pregnant. Oh, and then I had him in seventh try. So um, we like I said, I pushed through and then I was able to move back home for our last trimester. So he was eight months, eight, nine months old when we could get back home by family and stuff. So that was one of my motivating factors too, was just, you know, if I could push through, then we would get home. And, and I, my 10th trimester, I did have a little bit more of a relaxed schedule as I did a preceptorship you know, relative to what chiropractic school is. Um, So he he got some really nice time together at that point. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So that would have been maybe around board's time too, even. It was, yes. So my due date was exactly one week um, after part two, I think, is it? Yeah, Yeah, I think part two. So I took the gamble and I signed, I did sign up and take boards, got through them, knowing that they had give no free passes. Like if you <laughs> no. missed you and we would be out that money and, yeah. and it, things would be delayed and whatever. So I, yep, I got through boards and 
Um, and that, you know, is one thing that was the only time that we had even a little bit of a, I would say a scare was, um, the week leading up to it. I had an appointment with my midwife and she was asking about, you know, fetal movements and things like that. And that was the first time I had paused to even think about it. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I, it, so it just made me aware that I just had not been paying attention like I should have. And so they were able, they just did a, a non, a quick non-stress test and they were able to quickly determine everything's fine. Everything's great. And it's a good reminder, like make sure you're counting those movements and, you know, checking in throughout the day and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little bit stressful. I bet. Yeah. We had a Quite a number of women that throughout the program had pregnancies and um, one of my best friends got pregnant towards the end of the program so hers was like part four boards and okay just like, and that one's a little bit different than you know the standard yes. test ones and this one's a little bit yeah. more practical so I give you guys so much credit like you guys are so empowering to be able to go through that many classes and that amount of time and study with baby brain and all the things <laughs> <laughs> If you're not taking the things to help out with baby brain, like all the other right. things to like, it's so, yes. crazy, but it's so beautiful yeah. that you guys are like amazing. And I think that was the biggest thing that I learned in chiropractic school was there is no good time to have a baby, like no good time, but like yeah, baby's sure. going to come when baby wants to come essentially. Yeah. And I think that's, what's beautiful is the journey of life is like you said, yeah. some these are not always planned pregnancies mm -hmm. and then it's like a bad thing. Like, but yep. it's just like, not always like yes, I'm going to have this baby tomorrow type thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, okay. One last question for you. If there was a song that could be the theme song to being a mother or motherhood, what do you think that theme song would be? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm terrible at knowing names of songs and, and who sings them and stuff, but there's that one about these are the moments, the moments we live for. Oh yes. I know that song. I feel like that's yeah, what comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of who sings that either or what the lyrics are, but that's a great one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> Thanks. It depends on the day and the moment though. Right? <laughs> I'll ask you tomorrow too. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to this empowering episode of Vibrant Beginnings hosted by me, Dr. Ashley Thomas. This podcast is powered by Creating Vibrant Families, where our mission is to help couples on their journey to conception, gain health to have radiant pregnancies through to birth. Follow for more empowering journeys to parenthood. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end. Have a good day. Bye.